Welcome to Who Are You? The Life Lessons of Sports, episode 101. Welcome to Who Are You? The Life Lessons of Sports with your host, Rob Elwood. Join us as we open the door and take an unforgettable journey to unlock the full power of sports on and off the field. Listen to personal stories and reflections from incredible leaders who are sure to move and inspire you. So listen and enjoy another episode of Who Are You? The Life Lessons of Sports. Recently, I got to a stage where I felt like I wasn't really loving the sport anymore. So in, instead of attending all these, you know, high pressure trials, what I did is I um, I started playing football, you know, at a local park again, you know, playing it where I fell in love with it. You know, so instead of playing these the um, training with these amazing football players, I started to go back to my friends and go to kick arounds and things like that and just laugh while I'm doing the sport, you know, and, you know, just enjoy it. I started to try, I tried to enjoy it again. Okay, Who Are You Nation, I am extremely honored to introduce our special guest today, Jerson Dos Santos. Jerson, are you ready to put your game face on and join our team? Yes, I am. (laughs) I love it. Let's get started. Jerson was born in Angola and then moved to Portugal to a small town outside of Lisbon, where he lived until he was about 12 years old, prior to moving to South London. Jerson became a professional footballer at 16 years old and has been playing for over six years now. At the moment, he's a free agent and currently going on a football league tryout with Newport County. Jerson has played for many clubs in the past, including Crystal Palace, Charlton Athletic, and has also tried out for other teams such as Chelsea and QPR. Now he is trying very hard to get back to the top as he has been doing a lot of fitness training, preparing for that opportunity when it does present itself. So Jerson, I just gave a brief introduction about you, but please take a moment, introduce yourself to Who Are You Nation, and let us know what you're up to these days. Yeah, um, like you said, Rob, um, Robert, my name is Jerson Dos Santos, as uh, Robert has said, and um, basically I'm, I'm a young football player, and these days I, I spend most of my days training really hard. You know, I train um, pretty much every day. I have two days off. And um, that's what I do, you know. Um, uh, my spare time, I, I I enjoy family time and things like that. But most of the time, I do just concentrate on training. Understood, understood. And when is the last time you competed professionally? Because uh, I want to know what it's like to be in that sort of off season and to keep yourself both physically and mentally fit. Um, yeah, well, the last time I competed was um, September which um, was quite a, f- uh, a few months ago. And um, basically, I was playing in um, in Iceland, um, which is quite competitive. And, you know, I had a lot of competitive games there. And then when I left there, I came back home to England. Um, and which, um, you know, when you're not playing week in, week out, you have to stay fit. And to stay fit, you just have to train really hard. You just got to push yourself whenever you can. And, and that's just the way to do it. Well, Jerson, to officially get your game face on, we always like to start off our interviews with a motivational or inspirational quote, something very important to you along the way. Do you have one that you could share with us? Yeah, I have one that I've picked up during my travels, yeah. Um, it goes like, you know, if if you want something you've never had, 
then you will have to do something you've never done. It's it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've I've used that to to push me on when when I've had little left, and I've really had to dig deep. So yeah, that's that's one of what uh, of many quotes that I use that really has helped me. Love that quote. It is so simple, and I can tell it means a lot to you in your journey. Explain to us what that journey has been so far. It started at 16 years old. And if you could give us a summary of how you've got to where you are today, about to try out again with Newport County, I could tell you've had a lot of teammates, a lot of coaches, and a lot of interesting trials and tribulations and successes as well. Yeah, I have. I mean, um, at at 16, I started playing football um, straight out of school for a local team called Sutton United. Um, And, you know, being 16, I was actually rather young at the time. And, um, you know, I started playing some high profile matches and then I got my name out that way. And then, you know, I was approached around 16, 17 by a lot of Premier League football clubs. And then from there, I trialed out quite a few of them. And then I got signed um, as a scholar for Crystal Palace. And, you know, since then, just football's my life. You know, all I do is train and play the sport. And, you know, now that I'm out of slightly out of favor, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm going back to, to, you know, what I used to do, you know, I actually love the sport rather than just do it, you know, to be paid. I now, you know, I'm training myself, I'm not being paid and, you know, and, and now I'm here where I am today, but, you know, there's, there's a lot that's happened to get me here. You know, I am, um, I've been unfortunate with injuries as well. You know, I've, I've lost, um. I've, you know, I've, I've been, I've, I've fallen out of favour with a lot of managers who have moved on or have left the club. And then, you know, when a new manager comes in, it's, it's a new policy, it's a new team, it's a new style of playing. So, you know, I, I have many reasons to as of why I'm here. But, you know, I, I don't really do excuses. You know, I love the sport and, and I'm going to keep on playing it. Yeah, I can tell. I can hear it in your voice and just the very fact that, uh, right now you're not playing, but you refuse to give up, and you're not going to let anybody else tell you no. You're gonna you're gonna continue to train, and hey, you're still young, and you have yeah. a, a very very bright future ahead, especially with that attitude. And that is what is so special about not only the game you play, but how you're approaching this as we speak. So as you're growing up, we mentioned Angola and then Portugal, but what was it like growing up for you, Jerson, both in your family as well as playing sports and probably a lot of football, I'm guessing. So could yeah. you paint a picture for us and bring us back to those times when you were growing okay. up? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, growing up, I mean, I, could, I couldn't I could tell you a lot about Angola because I moved out of Africa when I was very young. But, you know, I, I still remember a lot about Portugal. And, and growing up in Portugal, was, um, it, was, it, was, it was difficult for me because I've always felt like I was an outsider. And I always felt like I had to prove myself. So... You know, and that's that's not just with with the football. That's just you know life in general. I, I've always felt like I had to do more than everyone else, and you know. And then from leaving Portugal and coming to England, I've had to learn how to speak English. You know, again, I was an outsider. I couldn't speak the language, so I I think the the changes in my life have been very difficult for me to adjust to, and I think it's it's actually changed me as a person and it's kind of shaped me into to who I am today, but um. You know, growing up again, you know, you know, I have a good family. You know, my family is good. My parents are really, you know, they're really cool people. They 
they're calm and they're they're really understanding and you know so they helped me a lot but you know when when I was away from them and and I'm you know finding out things on my own you know I had to get a lot of things wrong for me to then know what to do mm-hmm. about it you know my, by myself so yeah it was it was difficult times definitely difficult times I'll bet and along that journey was playing football challenging as well as you moved because typically at least in the United States and listen around the world, but we all have different experiences. Playing sports is one thing that can bring us together and help us integrate yeah. with whatever we're doing. But how was your experiences as you came from Angola to Portugal and then England? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, like I said, I left Angola when I was two, so I didn't do much sport there. But, you know, I started doing little bits of sports in Portugal. And like you said, that does help, you know, it, it helps you make friends, you know, it helps... Um, people look into you, understand you a little bit. And then when I made the change from Portugal to England, you know, I couldn't speak English. So football really helped me uh, make friends. It helped people see my character, you know, because once you're out playing and people get to see who you really are, you know. So, yeah, I made a lot of friends through the sport, you know, and and I've actually learned a lot through football, you know, most of my life lessons have come from football, you know, because football's all I know in terms of a sport. And, um, yeah, that, that, that's where I'm at with that, you know. It, yeah, yeah, sure. And character so important and something, as you mentioned, you don't have to speak a language. You don't have to speak at all. You can, you can really show a lot about yourself through hard work, discipline, yeah, uh, extra extra practice, and it sounds as though your team embraced you, and that's all you could do at that point if no one spoke yeah. your language, which was no. go out and play hard and be a a team player. Well, this is an interesting question because I'm hearing that you played at 16 years old, so maybe this is the answer uh, professionally. But did you have a job before you started playing professional football? No, no, I, I, I was still going to school, you know, I came, you know, I was still attending high school Got it. at the time. Got it. So yeah, yeah no th- job. No, that makes sense. 16 years <laughs> old is, uh, it qualifies for your first job as a professional footballer. So Jerson, for you, when do you think it clicked? When did it click? I know you love the sport, you're playing the sport, but when did it click when you knew you had a certain talent that most others around you didn't and that propelled you? up into the professional level? Um, yeah, it, it would have to be in and, you know, I was already playing when I was slightly younger, but when I turned 16 and I made my debut for Sutton United, which was a local club, and at the time they, they was in a, a decent league and, um, you know, we, I played in front of maybe um, one and a half thousand people and and I got men of the match and I was 16, remember, I was by far the youngest player to ever play um, in the league, you know, I still hold the record for the youngest player to ever play for Sutton United. And, you know, when that when that hit home that I was the youngest player and I was the best player on the pitch, that's when I really knew that there's there's more to this than just, you know, kicking a ball around. I think I, 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 I'm good. I, I felt like that's when I, I thought, you know what, I, I am actually better than what I know. And that's when it hit me, when I got men of the match on my first game as a professional. 
Fascinating. And that record still holds today as the youngest player. It still player. holds. I'm the youngest player to play for Sutton United. So let's switch topics for a second. As we've heard, have you've gotten to the point today in your success, and especially there where what a welcome into professional football where a lot of confidence is starting to build up. But what about challenges and choices? As you know, some are in our control, some are not. Mm. As we know, choices are the building blocks to our life. And as you look back in your career and listen you're you're a young man and <laughs> again ready to take on many challenges to come but as you look back what was one of your most risky choices and how did that ultimately turn out for you well i, I can tell you it didn't turn out very well um one of my riskiest choices you know that i made you know i i try not to look back too much because i i, I hate looking back at mistakes sure. you know but I can tell you that, you know, when I was younger, a League One club, um, it's actually Brentford, Brentford um, Football Club, you know, they're in uh, League One in the Football League, English Football League. And um, they offered me a three-year pro, a three-year deal when I was 16. And I overlooked it because at the time I had the big clubs in the Premier League offering me a trial. So... I took a trial over a, prof a three-year professional contract. And to this day, I think that's one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made hmm. in my um, footballing career. So, yeah, it was, it was a very risky choice. It was a gamble, which didn't pay off. And, and I think it's, it's, to this day, it's one of the reasons why I haven't maybe um, furthered myself exactly where I want to be. Sure. You know. Sure. So yeah. When you say a free year, does that mean that you would have played without pay? No, I would have I would have played in 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 League 1 with pay at 16 and you know and I would have got um you know the training that I needed. I would have got um you know the finances to help my family at the time and you know I would have got the right things but at the time, it wasn't appealing because I had Chelsea knocking on my door. I had Fulham. I had some big clubs. And I really just overlooked at what they actually offered me. I see. And, and I see. now when I look at it, it was an amazing deal. Sure. I understand. So as you mentioned before, life lessons have come out of your, your career to date. And so what is the life lesson there? If you're giving advice to somebody else who's in that exact same situation, what would you say? I would say if, you know, if, with anything in life, I think try not to chase what you see and, you know, go with what's right, you know, listen to the right people, listen to your family, try not to go for the limelight, you know, try not to just go with what you think will give you the most money or what you think would, would better your life immediately, but rather try and go with what you know is honest you know, don't be deluded. Go with what you believe in. Go with, 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 with what you think is right, and go with something concrete. Try not to go on on promises, but rather on something that's in front of you and it's being offered to you, rather than an option that is not concrete. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is what I would say to a, to any young male, you know, looking at life and 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 you know has decisions to make. Go with what's there rather than something, you know, because, you know, life, especially in sport, you could get a lot of, you know, broken promises are, are common. So go with, with what's concrete, right. you know. 
right? It makes a lot of sense and very, very well said on your end. And listen, there is a time for risk, as we all know. Risks are yeah. what take us to the next level. At a certain point, as you mentioned, there are some yeah. difficult choices, and I can completely understand. It happens a lot in, in the United States as well with some of our three biggest sports, football, baseball, basketball, where an athlete coming out of uh, high school will want to play at a Division One level, and that is what they're thinking instead of a Division Three level, which is uh, tends to be recognized as a less competitive, or not competitive, but a less, uh, mm-hmm. a you know, lot less athlete uh, in terms of the the size and speed. But these athletes will go off to D one, Division One, and then what's happened is they either uh, occasionally don't get the opportunity to play, or they play one year and find out it's not for them. But that's it; it's over, and and they've committed to the school, and of course they're there for an education as well. Meanwhile. Friends have gone off to Division Three and, and had very successful careers as well as academics. And I completely agree with you. I, I also uh, l- like to give the recommendation to play it safe. And listen, it comes down to individual uh, individual decision. But your words yeah. of wisdom here, I know some of our listeners are out there and, and really taking it in. It's uh, very important to remind yourself when those choices are there in front of you. Now, when that choice was there in front of you at that point, uh, was it you saying by yourself, I'm here to make this decision on my own and no thank you to anybody else who is offering advice? Because I did hear something in there that might have referred to that. Or was this you and your family and others helping to make the decision? Um, at, at that time, you know, my, my, my family is, is, was foreign too. You know, they didn't know much about the sport and they didn't really know what 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 I was offered so they couldn't really advise me but um yeah it was more like I I just overlooked it and said you know league one is 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 an unbelievable standard here but at the time I had you know I had big dreams and you know when I'm hearing Chelsea wants me to come in and train with them I, I just overlooked anything else you know I was just blinded where I'm just thinking if you're 16 and you could get security for your family and start, you know, start your building blocks there. You're going to always make it to the top. But where I tried to go to the top with nothing and failed, where I just felt like if I had more knowledge and I had maybe, you know, uh, what, what I know now I knew then, then I think it, it would have been a different decision. Of course, of course. Well, you were 16, and as you yeah. said, your family was not too familiar with the process. So, no. Um, and, and again, this I'm curious in the story because I always like to bring it out to help others, but you are not a man, I can tell, to look back and, and really uh, have an excuse or, or place blame on no. it. Things happen for a reason, Jerson. I think you yep. know that. And so yep. here we sit today, and I do appreciate you being so honest and candid with your story so others may, may learn. So walk us through those next two. Two years. Yeah, after that was turned down, I, I went on to trial at Chelsea. You know, I had a three-week trial period, uh, like a three-week tryouts where I would train and, and they would assess me. And um, and when that was finished, I, I didn't get a contract and I didn't get in. They, they told me that they didn't feel like I was good enough at the time to join Chelsea Football Club. So I, I had to leave Chelsea Football Club and you know, it, it was a it was a big hit. You know, I, I was very disappointed because I, I gave it my all and it was still not enough at the time. So I then went on, I went back to, you know, to looking for a club. And, you know, when you leave a club, sometimes 
on how you depends on how you leave you might not be able to go back so i couldn't really go back to sutton united right away so i had to kind of you know um find another club and that's when i i started uh tryouts wherever i could so i went from you know having a three-year deal at the table at a very high league to trying out almost anywhere i could that would take me so um it was diff- it was a difficult time so for the next couple of years i was i was still studying i went i started doing um i went into college after school and i started studying ict which is computers mm-hmm. and um so while i'm studying i'm still training and i'm still trying to uh, get myself into a decent club and it was just difficult you know my parents at the time you know just felt like you know that i did, it wasn't in me anymore and they felt that i should just you know, further my, my my education rather than the, the sport I was in. And then I had a lot of decisions to make. And, you know, I then trialed for um, QPR and Fulham and teams like that. And I didn't quite make it again. And my confidence is really low at this point. So I've, I've gone back to Sutton United and they've let me back in. And then I started getting myself back up. And then Crystal Palace came in for me and I signed a, a year scholarship and then I was playing there and then when my scholarship was over I didn't get a pro so then I had to leave Crystal Palace and go back into you know trialing and training myself and you know and yeah that was pretty much the two year what I was doing on those two years after that big contract offer right Right. It's it's so fascinating, Jerson, as you speak. There's a, a new book out um, by an author, Malcolm Gladwell, uh, here. It's called uh, David and Goliath. And what's fascinating about it is he speaks about uh, students, or in this case it would be athletes, that are always uh, – It's and listen, I say this as a compliment, please – but always they're comparing themselves, of course, to the competition around them, not – and looking at it as a, a whole of, well, wait a second, I'm competing as probably one of the top 1% in the entire world <laughs> of football players, in your example. And but, but there you are with all these other fantastic players that are trying out as well. And of course, it's disappointing, yeah. right? But if you were to go onto any probably college team in the United States or, or down in the level anywhere else, you're, you're a standout and a star at the age of 17 or 18. So it is really challenging mentally. Uh, because yeah. you're you're in that zone, <laughs> and and mm-hmm. as you know, the higher you go, the tougher it is. As you're as you're making these, uh, as you're going to these tryouts, and you're coming out uh, with the club saying, "Well, hey, you're not going to make it." What what is that message that they're giving to you? And then what are you asking back? Because I know I would be very curious, not in a rude way, as in a constructive way of, well, what can I work on? What am I missing that the team is not able to uh, have me as part of their team right now? Um, yeah, I mean, when when they were saying no to me, um, most of the time, it, at, at the clubs I was going to, there was quite, um, you know, um, prestigious clubs. There was big clubs. And a lot of these clubs didn't really have too much time to even break it down to you usually you would only know that you haven't made it when you're already home mm. um so to ask someone sometimes they, they, that wasn't an option to ask why you wasn't good enough but you know i i did get some feedback and and one of the feedbacks at the time they told me is that i couldn't i i had all the athletic ability but i wasn't reading the game 
as good as the players that they already had. So they were saying, why would we sign you when the players we already have lead the game better than you do? So, you know, I, I took it on and I started watching a lot of football. I started studying the sport and, you know, and hopefully I, I now... I hope that that's not an issue anymore, but that was what I got back from some of these big clubs that I trialed at. Right. Well, that's interesting feedback. Well, first of all, I'll, I'll back up for a second. I mean, it is, it is, so you're saying you would go home and then find out the information yeah. that you didn't make the team, right? Yeah. And uh, sure, I could see how that would be challenging then to <laughs> make a phone call or, or yeah, try to get I'd... in touch with the decision makers. So although ideal, it didn't, didn't happen, but that is interesting feedback for those that gave it. As you're playing, and listen, it's uh, you're right. There's as you're as you're noticing. There's probably three or four sides to playing professionally. One of them's mm-hmm. the mental capacity. The other one is staying healthy and fit. Uh, yeah. And and the other one's pure athletic ability. And then I would say the last one, amongst others, that stick out in my mind is that feel. Like you said, that feel for the game, and that just comes with experience. So. Uh, yeah. It's nice to hear how you've taken that feedback and turned it into a positive, which is something we always promote on this show, which is, listen, if you're not playing, because you can't play 24 hours a day, if you're not playing and you want to get better, well, go watch. Go watch others play, yeah. right? Yeah, instead that of, does help. And, and this isn't personal at you, but I'm just saying in general, it's instead of sitting there and saying, oh, well, I didn't make the team or I'm on the sidelines right now, I'm not playing in the game, whatever the situation may be, there's always an opportunity to learn. And I encourage my sport is baseball, Jerson, here in the United States, and I always wow. encourage, hey, go watch a game. You know, what can I do to become better? Well, maybe you should take a rest for a couple of days and go watch a few ball games live. Go to the game and watch what the players do in between mm-hmm. innings. Watch how they carry themselves. You know, see what they do after they hit the ball. Do they just jog or do they run full speed? And then see what the positioning is like on the field. So I could see how, in in of course, your sport. It is very similar. And now I, I like to say it's a student of the game. You're becoming a student of the game. So good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Now, now during this time, you've experienced some, some injuries, which are always, especially at a young age, always hard to get over. Can you walk us through those challenges and what it's like? What were the injuries, number one, and then what it's like to bounce back from them? Um, yeah, well, my first injury, um, I tore my, um, my hamstring which is the the muscle on the fr- on the upper front of your leg and um you know I was out for 8 weeks that was my first major injury and um you know when 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 you can't play and you know you you have to watch everyone else play and sit and train and set up for games and get all excited about what's to come and and you pretty much just have to concentrate on getting fit and you're in the physio room a lot you know you're out jogging on your own a lot you know and and that's if it's a minor injury like this if it's a surgery you know you're on crutches and you know you have sometimes you have no part or any say on what's happening with the team and you know you 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 just feel like like you're just completely in place and sometimes it's difficult it's difficult you know um a lot of football players at that in during that time turn to to drinking they turn to anything that will keep their minds off it. Mm. But with me, I, I personally was rather lucky that all my injuries was, they weren't very long. And, you know, I could, I could easily come back within a couple of weeks and continue my training and, my, and you know, so, but yeah, it is a difficult time and it, it depends on, 
on your men mental strength. You know, some people get injured and, and they come back and, they, and they're never the same. Right. Some come back and they're better, you know. Uh, so it, it is a difficult time. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think after my injuries, I don't know if I came back and, and I am now better or I'm worse, you know. But it is, it's a, it's a difficult time and it's a scary time. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. But it's also a time, as I can hear again in your voice, to respect the game, respect yeah. the opportunities you have and not take it for granted. <laughs> no. Right? You, you never know. You know, when you play sports at a higher level, you know, one tackle, you know, you know anything, anything mistimed, it, it could be the last thing you do. You know, so when you're injured and you're out for a long time, you do start to notice how, how much you miss the game and, and how grateful you are that you can play at such high level. And, you know, it, you really do think, you know, think everything that you're there and, and you can play. Well, well spoken and, and really great advice for our listeners here at Who Are You Nation as uh, we, we oftentimes, whether it's physical, mental, uh, or just simply in life, have our own challenges and what do we do during those times. And for you, it's professional uh, athletics. For others, uh, it's just uh, maybe a career change or something at home. So mm. I like your positive attitude. I really do. And I can say this because, listen, I'm almost, I'm almost twice your age, Jerson. Um, <laughs> But uh, as a young man, and I do say that with with a, a, a as a compliment. But as a young man, very mature, the way you're explaining this, and I know Thank that. You. Yeah, no, I can tell, and it's so important. Attitude and character, as you mentioned, so important to sports. Why we started the show here, and it's to help others understand and learn that it's not the end of the world. You're gonna bounce back. You're staying in shape now, and you're gonna have yeah. that opportunity again. And that's the most of important course. part. Of course. So very good for you. So I have to ask, what have you learned? When somebody tells you you don't know the game, so to say, or you don't have a feel for the game, and you've sat back and you've taken it in, you've watched some matches either live or on television, or maybe even read or spoken yeah. with others. What have you learned? What are those intangibles now that you bring to the table? Um, what, yeah, what I have learned is, you know, like, like you said, when I first was, was said, given no to, and someone's actually taken the time to say to me, look, we're saying no to you because you can't read the game as well as the players we have. I then went and, and looked into that and I spent a lot of time now understanding the game. And basically what I've gotten better at is how fast can I make the decision? You know, um, because when, when you reach a certain level, everyone can play uh, the same way in a way, you know, if you know what I mean. When when you're at a certain standard, everyone has the same, almost can run as quick as each other. Everyone has almost everything everyone has. What makes you different is how quick can you make a decision? How quick can you make the past? Do you have to use um, more touches or less? And it's literally just... To understand the game, you need to you need to know your positioning. Um, you, you need to the the speed of your decision is mainly what they aim at when they say, "Do you understand the game?" Because when you understand the game, you can make a decision very quickly. So if 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 you're a good player but you can't understand the game, you will hold on to the ball a lot, and you will just almost the decision will be made for you by you either losing the ball. Or the decision is so easy that you just almost have to just pass the ball side to side or pass it back. Mm -hmm. But when you start to really understand the game, you can move the ball very quickly. Mm -hmm. 
it's fascinating. It's fascinating at that top level, always learning to get better. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It really is. And, and of course, I'm sure you've noticed around you with other top athletes, it's just remarkable that it, it does come down to those split seconds because I like to ask the question yeah. all the time when I'm, whenever I'm near a professional athlete or have the opportunity to interview them on this show is what's the difference between yourself and somebody who's sitting at home who doesn't play professionally or compete anymore. And it's, it, it's usually an answer that you're giving right now, which is either mental toughness or the ability to understand those intangibles and then work on them constantly. And those yeah. are the things as fans, we just don't see, right? We turn on television no. or we buy our ticket and we walk in and we don't see all of that. I can only imagine the amount of hard work you've put in in the last few months since October to set up that next opportunity constantly, yeah. right? Constantly thinking about your physical state, your mental state, what you just relayed to me in terms of thinking about how long to hold the ball. And, yeah. and these on the, on, the, on, the, on the pitch, as you call it, I call it the field. I like the pitch though. On the, <laughs> on the pitch, uh, yeah. these have to happen instinctively. So yeah. it's just, it's, it's fascinating to me. And, and you've brought me to a, another level of understanding of the game of, of football. So thank you for sharing that with us. My pleasure. So Iceland, here you are in Iceland, another country how did yeah. you get there i know not physically how you got there but how, how do you end up there and what was that journey like um basically um you know i don't like saying this but i actually went out there on financial reasons um you know due to the time that i've been you know here and you know i'm not working and you know i'm trialing i'm traveling i'm spending a lot of money that i had uh, on just moving around and just living. So, you know, I'm running out of money here and, you know, my agent has come to me with an offer from a club who has heard about me in a different country and would like to have a look at me. You know, they told me what, what they could offer me and I was inclined to take it at the time because I, I just kind of had not not much around and I couldn't really go on any more trials because I was running out of money to just live. Mm -hmm. So... I had to go to Iceland and, you know, being me, I mean, I'm used to change, you know, I'm almost international. There's pretty much no language I don't understand anymore. <laughs> there was pretty much um, no place I can't go. So, yeah, I went there. I played well. I scored a lot of goals. Um, I was paid quite well as well. And, um, and yeah, that's what I needed. So I was out there for almost two years and, um, and I played for some teams out there. And then as soon as I could come back home, I, I came home um, with, with something saved so that I can do what I'm doing now. Good. Good for you. It's uh, Listen, we just spoke 15 minutes ago about how there was that opportunity right in front of you before. And uh, you didn't take it. And you went and took a risk. But this time, and I understand there was financial uh, reasons involved, but you did take it. And yeah. you played. And you're out there. And you're competing again. And that's the most important thing. So yeah. Uh, it's good to know uh, how we've progressed here <laughs> in general and that you 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 talk uh, you walk the talk, so to say, uh, yeah. which is really, really fascinating. So I have a couple questions here as we head into the second part and end part of our show here. Um, I'd like to call it overtime and I also like to call it our timeout sections. Uh, so in timeouts, and listen, we've already heard a lot from your life and your journey so far, but timeouts, in traditional sports, they're called for a couple of reasons. Number one is either to strategize and come up with a plan. And oftentimes yeah. uh, in sports, it's called to stop the momentum and just say, hey, okay, let's slow down and reverse the situation. If you look back, what is a personal timeout that you've had to take and reverse the situation? 
I think recently, you know, recently I, I got to a stage where I felt like I wasn't really loving the sport anymore. So in, in, instead of attending all these, you know, high pressure trials, what I did is I um I started playing football, you know, at a local park again, you know, playing it where I fell in love with it, you know. So instead of playing these the um training with these amazing football players i started to go back to my friends and go to kick arounds and things like that and just laugh while i'm doing the sport you know and you know just enjoy it i started to try i tried to enjoy it again and then you know i was doing that for a little while and once i started enjoying it again i realized that you know this sport is bigger than me you know it's bigger than any decision i can make i i love this sport and i just cannot let go of it right now so after I took my time out to see how much I really actually loved the game, because I was starting to question it. I was starting to think, is this really for me? Sh- shall I do something else? So I took the time out and then I realised that it is for good at it and I do love it. So, and that was recently, you know, that was maybe um, a couple of months ago I thought this. And, and after that, you know, now I'm I'm trying to really go in again, but with a different outlook. You know, I really do love the sport and, and I want to give it a proper goal this time and really push it as far as I can. Yeah, Jerson, good for you. What a revelation in a way. I always like to say that those playing in any sport, when you see them in person or on television, those that are doing really well, and hey, listen, a lot of people would say, well, of course, but they're having fun. They are enjoying what they're doing. You can see it in their face. Now, it doesn't mean they're not competitive, but they're enjoying it. And that means if they're enjoying it, they tend to be playing loose, as I like to call it. And if you're playing loose, you tend to be thinking not about the future, not about the past. And I'm talking about within the minutes of the game, you're I'm talking about right in the moment. And when you're in the moment, Jerson, that's when I like to say you're in the zone. And if you can stay in the zone, well, there's the chemistry all coming together there. So really, actually a really important lesson that you just brought out there for all of our listeners, which, and I've heard it a a few times, I've heard it a lot, where you play, you play, you play, and you play to the point where if you hit some disappointment, you almost get that feeling of being burnt out. Or geez, yeah. do I do I like do I really enjoy this sport anymore? And it's unfortunate because of course you do, right? I mean, you've, yeah. of course you do. You've you've grown up playing your whole life, and so intelligent for you not to give up, as we've mentioned before, not to bury your head, but to just mm. go out and play and have some fun. And that's the biggest yeah. thing that I just heard right there, having fun. So good for you. Very impressed with that, and uh, looking mm. forward to seeing your return. So we're gonna go into overtime here and in overtime we like to have some fun first of all the number one question is what position do you play um I, i'm a striker okay yeah all right figured since you mentioned the goals and yeah. uh i'd like to ask this question because i'm always impressed with the footwork and capabilities i know this is not why you play the game but any tricks that you can do with the soccer ball that i would be or the football that we would all um, be impressed with <laughs> It's hard to explain it, but I I could like um, I can flip flap almost like like my ankles are broken. I could literally kick the ball and catch it at the same time. Like I I could do a lot, 
And, you know, obviously I could do a lot of kick-ups and around the worlds and things like that, you know, hold the ball on. on. I could balance it on my um, neck and take my shirt off and, you know, I can do a few things like that. Yeah. I love it. Well, whatever the the flip-flop, is that what you called it? <laughs> yeah, flip-flop. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I am gonna might have to ask you to send me a, a video over YouTube here. We're going to have to post that on our show. I uh, yeah. I need to see the flip-flop in action. Uh, yeah, sounds sounds yeah. very neat. So if you're ever out there having some fun with the friends, get the, uh, get the camera. Out, will you? <laughs> yeah, I will do. Okay. I will do definitely. Now, how many languages, honestly, do you think that you could speak or get by with and understand? Well, uh, quite a few. I mean, I can speak English and Portuguese, you know, very fluently. Mm-hmm. I can understand Spanish rather well, and of and because I I spent some time in Iceland, I can understand, and there's a few words I can use in Icelandic as well. So. I can understand Spanish really well. I can understand Icelandic really well. I can speak Portuguese and English really well. So, yeah, that's about four languages that I can, I could, you know, actually really use. And then Italian, I can also understand Italian. Brazilian is very, it's like Portuguese. There's only a few words different. Yeah, there's a lot of languages out there that I can now understand, even though I've never studied them. There you have it, right? Playing sports, continuing your journey, moving around the world, literally, and starting to understand these languages. There's no doubt, Jerson, no matter what happens athletically, there's going to be opportunities to use those languages in lots of different ways. Um, it's, it's, um, sports is, you know, it's opened up the doors for me with other things as well. You know, at the moment, I'm actually studying to be an agent for when I finish playing. Ah, Okay. So, you know, I'm I'm studying um, all about the rules and regulations of being an agent and I'm trying to be an international agent. So there's a lot that I need to learn on it. But, um, you know, playing football and, you know, being a, a player myself, I, I kind of know um, what, a, what an international um, foreign uh, player or sportsman would go through, you know, just just to attend let's say, uh, a, a trial or just to attend a, a team who, who wants to see them play or is, or is in, interested. You know, I know how hard it is to, to do those things and to, to go to a place where you don't understand the language to get by. I, I know how hard that is. So once I know the, you know, the actual laws and regulations to what an agent needs to do and be like, I could help um, athletes who... Who are coming from other countries and they and they're trying to better their lives. Yeah. I, I I will I very much understand what that's like. Yeah, excellent. Well, we always say, and I've had a lot of folks on the show who look back on their own professional careers, some in, in in American sports, very, very successful ones, and they consistently preach have a plan B. Have a plan yeah. B, right? Because whether it's just age or an injury or whatever it may be. If you have a plan B, you're, you're going to be fine. And I love the fact that you do have a plan B and that you are young enough to to continue studying and have that energy yeah. to do so. But then also to when you're playing as well, you're going to have this in the back of your mind, which is going to be excellent. You can ask a lot of questions and right, be right in the thick of things. So, no, good for you. Yeah. Again, that's very intelligent. Very Thank intelligent. You. And it sounds like, by the way, is there a, a match going on in the background there? Did somebody just score a goal? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> – I'm actually in the top floor of my um, house, but um, I share my house here with, um, you know, my family. And there is actually a football game on downstairs, and that's what they're screaming about. <laughs> there you go. It is, 
It's actually um, Tottenham versus Arsenal, which is a, a, a North London derby. It's a very big game here in, in, in the UK, and, and it's being played right now. It's live. Okay, well, I could tell there was some excitement there, and yeah. um, I, I won't keep you too much longer here. I'm sure you're anxious to go watch it yourself. <laughs> in the interview, this is the time where I usually ask, okay, if you were a baseball player, um, what would be the favorite song that you would play? as you would go up and try to hit the ball against the pitcher. But I'm going to take away that because you are not a baseball player. You're a football player. No. So what what would be one of your favorite songs that you would play to get yourself into the competitive mode before you go out for a match or even a tryout? There's one that sticks to my mind. Um, you know, I don't know if you've ever watched a film called Ali uh, by Will Smith. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and the song, the theme song on there, I think, but it's 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 a song written by Salif Keita, I think, a, a South African musician or composer. Okay. And um, it's the, the the name of the song is called Tomorrow, and it's just a moving piece of music. It, it, it's just mo. It just it does things to my body, and when I listen to it, I just want to do more. I want to be more. So. If that could be playing while I'm doing anything, I think it would it would just better whatever I'm doing. How about a sports movie? Favorite sports movie that you've seen? I'm just trying to think really quickly here, but um, maybe uh, what's that film called? Um, uh, the Agent film with um, Jerry Maguire. Yes, that's it, Jerry. But <laughs> yeah, I really like that film, and the reason why I brought it up is because I watched it recently on TV. So. It's, it's stuck in my head and yeah, he, you know, that that's a film I really like. He's an agent and he goes through all kinds of things on that film with his players and, you know, it's just an amazing film. Yeah, yeah that would that would stand out. It's a great one. A great one for sure. A classic. Tom Cruise and uh, and uh, <laughs> Cuba yeah. Gooding Jr., I believe. Uh, yeah. Just a fantastic, fantastic movie. Um, how about a book that you could recommend that you've read recently or uh, one of your favorites that you could recommend to Who Are You Nation? Um, I mean, I, I won't lie here. I, I haven't read a normal book in, in a very long time. But what I have started reading is actually the Bible. Okay. All right. <laughs> Funny enough. So if, if, if I would recommend a book right now that I'm using, it would be the Bible. Well, it's uh, only the most uh, most read book in the world. So I don't think that's a bad answer at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I used to go to church when I was very younger, but you know, my mum pretty much forced me and I, I never liked it. So although I spent many years going to church, I never really picked much up. And now that I'm kind of going through the Bible, there's a lot of quotes that just ring so much through my body. There's just, there's so much peace you can find through some of these um, passages. And it's just amazing. I, I'm starting to really enjoy it now. Great. Great. Very well. So if you're the host of this show, I just gave you the microphone and you had the opportunity to invite a guest on for who are you? And again, it's the life lessons of sports. Do you know who you would call up and invite? Um, yeah, yeah, there would, there would be someone who I would very much like to hear their story. Who would that be? It would actually, I'm sorry. There's, there's actually a few people in my mind right now. I mean, an American or, or oh, an Englishman? Or? Doesn't doesn't matter. We are we're an international show here, Jerson. I mean, I'd I'd love to speak to um well not well not not speak but interview him. You know, maybe Morris Green. Mm -hmm. I would love to find out a bit more about him and his story. 
if there was someone here from the UK, I would, I would, I would love to speak to maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe even a David Beckham or, you know, see what kind of decisions he had to make to, to be where he is today. Sure. sure. Um, yeah, there's quite a few people I would I would love to speak to, but I'm I'm sure these people are, are rather too busy to, <laughs> to to answer my questions. You never know, Jerson. We <laughs> two of us can team up, and we can. You never know what we can accomplish here, my friend. Yeah, uh, I've had right. re- I've had requests for George Bush. So um, George Bush, yeah, you oh. just never know. You know, he was a, a an American baseball. He owned an American baseball team, the Texas Rangers, and uh, so before he was the president and governor, I believe, or as he was the governor. So I've had a lot of a lot of interesting requests. So those are uh, you never know. You never know. If I if I get Beckham on the show, I'll I'll give you a call. <laughs> oh, please do. Please definitely, do. definitely. <laughs> Well, listen, you have been an inspiring guest here, and a lot of emails will come through of how we can connect with you if there's somebody out there that wants to say hello or uh, who knows, who knows who may, an agent listening. You just never know who's <laughs> out there. So how could we connect with you, Jerson? Um, I have a, a fan, uh, like a, I have like a Facebook fan page type thing. I, I have LinkedIn. I've got Twitter, Instagram. I have quite a few things. I mean, you could pretty much just Google my name on um, on uh, on Google, and you'll be able to contact me. So I'm I'm not hard to find at all. Okay, fantastic. Well, we will put that next to your show notes as well. I do have one last question for you, but before I do, I just want to say, Jerson, it's been an honor to speak with you today. Especially you. here, it is. You're over in London. I'm here in the Annapolis, Maryland area, and it's such a a neat thing to be able to pick up the phone here and have this interview. So it's been a real privilege to have this conversation. Amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It really is. And I know all of our listeners are pulling for you as you go out for your next trial. And Jerson, I just want to congratulate you. I know you're searching for a team right now, but you are already on our team, which is the Who Are You Nation. So I want to welcome you to our team, Jerson. Welcome to the team. Thank you very much. Thank you. You are welcome. Now, I did say I had one last question. Is there a story or a memory or anything? Could be fun, could be challenging, could just been one of those moments that you could share with us that takes us the behind the scenes in your life. I um I I I see shapes in the dark that are really um I, I know this is really random but this is something that I always never would ever tell anyone unless you've pretty much asked me what you've just asked me. Who are you nation? Our guest is ready to go inside the locker room. Are you? Gain exclusive access to the story as well as those from all of our guests. Visit whoareyousports.com where there is a page dedicated especially for all of our listeners at Who Are You Nation. Until next time, please remember both in sports and in life that it's not all about the scoreboard so much as it is about our dedication to becoming a better teammate, healthier person, and adopting an efforts over results mindset.